Well, let me turn my phone off, man. I'll get a phone call here. I won't be listening to... Testing. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Christmas Eve. You are the brave ones that came out. We've, we've declared there is no pressure and no judgment on anybody who didn't, of course. There never is. Today especially because we do realize that it's not easy to get around out there. But we are very grateful for that you made it tonight and that we're all together. So let's open our service in prayer at this time. Heavenly Father, thank you for Christmas. Christmas represents something that we can't even, we, we can know what it means, but we can't comprehend what it actually is, that you became a man, that you took on full humanity, and you um, did that so you could become humbled enough to die on the cross for our sins. But there's a lot of space before that, and Lord, your incarnation is worthy of celebration all in its own right because it is an incredible miracle, the greatest miracle there is. So thank you for that. Thank you for giving us something to celebrate as your people. And we do that tonight. We recognize the greatness of Jesus and the work that he did. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Good evening, everybody. We're going to start tonight um, with the Hanukkah uh, that we started last week on Sunday. And tonight we have not just one candle, but seven to light. So uh, if you weren't here for that service, um, I'll give you kind of a brief and quick explanation of what I'm going to do. I'm going to read off two blessings. I will first read the Hebrew and then the English so that you know what I've said. And then what I'll use, I'll use the lighter to light this center candle that sits up just a smidge higher. That center candle is called the shamash or the helper. Once I light that with the lighter, I'll set the lighter aside, and then from right to left, I will light the rest of the candles. All right, and that's um, all based on tradition. Uh, you do right to left as the readings would go. If you read a Hebrew script, you're going to read right to left rather than left to right. And we'll um, have other candles lit throughout the evening. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu, melech asher kideshenu b'mitzvotav, v'tzvanu lahedlik nershel Hanukkah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who made us holy through your commandments and commanded us to kindle the Hanukkah lights. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu, melech ha'olam, nisim la'ovetanu, Bayamim hahem bazman hazah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who performed wondrous deeds for our ancestors in those ancient days at this season.
Happy Hanukkah. Tonight is the seventh night of our dedication holiday, the Festival of Lights. This evening, as seven candles burn around the Shamash, I consider seven physical areas in which we can experience the manifestation of the power of God. First, the heart, as it opens us to the eternal purposes of God. Second, the mouth, as it speaks words of life, wholeness, and well-being. Third, the eyes and ears that watch and listen and receive faith and wisdom. Fourth, the mind, which is to be aligned and directed with God's will and intentions. Fifth, the innermost being, the belly, that carries out our maturity and births the purposes of God. Six, the hands, which are anointed to bless and to receive the blessing, imparting the things of God. Finally, seventh, the feet, which are anointed to take territory and walk in God's promises and favor. Tonight, the seventh night of Hanukkah and Christmas Eve, let us stand before the throne of our God with expectation to feel a move of his mighty power flowing through us. For out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water according to his purpose. Praised be the King of Kings, Emmanuel, God with us. Shalom. How amazing that the final night of Hanukkah falls on Christmas night this year. That's really powerful. We are going to be reading a lot of scripture tonight, so do you have your listening ears already? That's a big part of what is going to be happening. Also, does everyone have a candle and a communion cup? If you don't have a communion cup, you just kind of stick your hand up. No one will, because, um, okay. Thank you. Well, I wanted to just do a brief introduction before we get into the main part of our service and scripture reading. Hanukkah brings out the fact that we are celebrating the Jewish Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Jesus Christ is not his last name. It is his title. Christ means Messiah. It means Jesus the Messiah. The Hebrew is Yeshua HaMashiach. Now, when this, is when, this happened when Jesus was eight days old. It says on the eighth day when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he'd been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. So they were doing their very best duty to follow the law. Jesus was dedicated according to the Jewish customs. However, the story gets really good from here on out. There was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praise God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, 
you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the people, a light of, for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon saw the promise that came to us and to the people of Israel. And I want to focus in particular in a couple words that he said when he said, you now dismiss your servant in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the people. This week, our congregation recognized that um, Dee Hudson, founding member of our church from the very start, a key person, loved by all, um, went to be with the Lord. That happened, I, was it Friday, yesterday at 6.30, correct? Her family's here. We thank you. We're so glad you're here at court. You know, they come. And um, so we're feeling that weight, and I wanted to highlight something that struck me as I was dwelling on that and saying we can't meet without recognizing the loss of such an incredible saint and such an incredible um, godmother <laughs> to so many among us. Um, she understood what Simeon understood. He said, you know, I've seen the Messiah. I've seen your salvation, Lord. Now I can die in peace. I'm ready. I saw that take place in D the past couple of weeks as she talked about the, what was going on and she knew she didn't have long and she was ready. And she was ready to see Jesus and she was ready to be with him and ready to quit having this existence on earth which the quality was going down and down. I can't help but think that um, she understood something. My eyes have seen your salvation. I've seen the light of revelation to the Gentiles, the glory of the people of Israel. I'm ready to go because I've seen him. I've seen the promised one. And as we celebrate this promise at Christmas, it is appropriate that we remember also the sorrow of Dee's being gone, but the joy of knowing that all that she labored for, all that she prayed for, all that she gave of herself for, for many, many, many years, the reward is now full. And I think that is something that we have to allow ourselves to rejoice, don't you? Amen. Amen. I'll read several scriptures and continue to light candles. The first coming from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 2, and then verses 6 and 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. From Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 14. Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. 
it can be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. Isaiah said, Listen, house of David, is it not enough for you to try the patience of men? Will you also try the patience of my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. From Micah chapter 5 verse 2, Bethlehem. I struggle with this word, Bob. I don't know it either. (laughs) (laughs) Ephrathah. You are a small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel for me. His origin is from antiquity, from ancient times. from eternity from ancient times and I never knew how to pronounce that word I apologize (laughs) from the gospel of Luke in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and he came to her and said greetings O favored one the Lord is with you But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He just told her not to be afraid. When he told her that, I'm sure she was afraid. Can you imagine? (laughs) He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph did not yet know what was going on. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph... Son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, 
for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Eric just read that. Which means God with us. Joseph woke from sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had been given, given birth to a son. And she called his name Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Savior was born to you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness 
to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not that light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him. And yet the world did not recognize him. He came into his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one is coming after me. He ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, who is himself God and is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. Before we move on, I wanted to... um, also take the time to um, celebrate communion. This was not originally part of the service tonight, but I was driving, and when I'm driving, you all know you're going to end up with something unique (laughs) for that service that night. Well, I was thinking, you know, we're not having communion on the night when more than any other, we recognize Christ took a body. And communion, we celebrate what? The body and blood of Jesus. Why aren't we doing communion? So what I want to do is I want us to take the bread, um, the little wafer, and remember the first few words that Eric just read. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. All things were created through him, everything. And then remember the phrase, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God became flesh, a person. God became human. That's what we recognize at Christmas. Why don't we hold the bread for a moment and stop and take a few moments to reflect on that incredible miracle. Am I really reflecting on this greatest miracle that's ever been, that God became a human being in the person of Jesus Christ? Can we do that right now? Just take a few quiet moments and let it sink in a bit.
Mary said, how will this be because I'm a virgin? And the angel told her, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The, whole, the Spirit of God will come upon you and you will get bare the Son. Think about that miracle as we take the bread. And Jesus at the Last Supper said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. When we read the story of Simeon, and Simeon told Mary about her son who was, he was dedicating, and he said, a sword is going to pierce your side because of this child. What was he referring to? He was saying this child who was born, who you know, Mary, was God in flesh, and um, he, he's going to live a hard life. He's going to suffer his entire life, not just at the cross, but on the cross in particular, and it's like there's going to be a sword stuck in Mary's side because she's going to suffer as well, being the mother of the Messiah. Not a fun job. So as we take the cup, we recognize Jesus became a human being, and the blood he shed was shed for our sins so we could be forgiven. And that's, it says, the Christmas announcement that happened to Joseph from the angel. He, a Savior will be born, Christ the Lord. His name will be Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That was at the beginning of the plan from the very start that he would be the one who would save us from our sins by dying on the cross for us. So Jesus took the cup at the Last Supper, said, this is my new covenant, the new covenant my blood shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. And often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. term light of the world is all over Christmas. The readings we did tonight talk about light. So it is certainly only appropriate that we would all have a light, a candle, not just up here. What happens up here isn't all that matters. We are all the body of Christ who trust in him, and we all need to know and believe upon Jesus, the light of the world. Eric read about Isaiah when it said, in those who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in the valley of the shadow of death will have a great light dawn upon them. That's a wonderful promise. There's, um, Jesus, it says in John, in him was life. His life was the light of men. The light shone in the darkness. The darkness did not overcome it. Uh, Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. Uh, he said that it appears at the very Hanukkah celebration, right? He, he went to Jerusalem to celebrate Hanukkah, the festival of lights, the, the rededication, when he said, I am the light of the world. He who walks in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So we celebrate tonight Jesus, the light of the world. And um, I'm going to ask if we can stand together. And um, if you can't stand, that's okay. And Eric and I will come down and start the process of passing the candle, the light of the candle as, um, as the team sings. <laughs>